Hi, I'm George Tekbachov. This is the Easton Target Archery Podcast. Thanks for joining us again. Special guests today, hardworking special guests, and I'm really grateful to them taking the time out from an insanely busy schedule right now. It's Brittany Salonen and Bruce Cull from the NFAA Foundation, the hosts of the World Archery Congress, the World Archery Championships, the World Cup Finals. Guys, you, you bit off a lot here. How's it going? Yeah, you know, it's interesting just to hear it said because uh, it, it's a lot going on at one time, but we're excited. We're, um, we've got our planning all done. We're working on uh, the events as we speak, and it's all coming together very well. Yeah, and as we record, today is the 2nd of September, so it's two days past the deadline, um, at least without penalties, for late entries. The entries, um, from my understanding, have been outstanding. You've had a lot of turnout and a lot of expected um, countries coming to this event, including all of the best world's shooters for the world championship, Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it'd be uh, interesting you bring that up because uh, for those that are listening, most people don't understand that, you know, what goes on in the, the background of an event like this. But um, this has been quite a trying year. And all I can say is uh, I really got to hand it to the people around the Olympics because uh, that had to be even more bizarre. But yeah, I mean, you know, normally um, we have this information like two weeks ago. And of course, the deadline's done, uh, yet people are still going through the processes and um, nothing looks uh, out of the ordinary as far as uh, people not being able to come, anything like that. But it's just so time consuming going through the visa processes. And, um, you know, as an example, normally at this time, we would have everybody confirm all their airline flights, you know, everything. And uh, that's not all done yet. So, <laughs> it, you know, with with two weeks to go, that's kind of unprecedented. But um, sure, you know, it's just extra work you have to go through. You know, that's yeah. I mean, you know, consider this. You got three world events. You got one hundred and twenty five something countries. You got a couple of thousand attendees. 15 event days, and it's, it, it is a huge amount of work in normal times. But just to, you know, to give people a little bit of insight, every single person coming from outside the United States had to go through extra processes that you and your staff had to help them with. Um, not a trivial thing. And, and you're dealing with, you know, obviously the, the, the bottom line is it's going to be a really safe event like all the other WA events have proven to be so far, but it does create a lot of extra hoops, a lot of extra work uh, just to get people to the venue, just to get people to, to Yankton, to get them into the United States. And, um, you know, with two weeks to go, those processes are moving and, and moving smoothly from everything I understand. Yeah. But and it you know, is, uh, it's a ton of work. We're very fortunate uh, being a small state population wise. Um, you know, every state has two senators and thank goodness we have two that are uh, very, very proactive and have their offices have helped immensely, you know, working with the U.S. State Department and, of course, the U.S. OPC. Um, we've been kind of the guinea pig because uh, there's only a couple of these held in the U.S. this year and um, you know, one by, of by which you mean, Bruce, a couple of major world events, uh, you know, like ours is a major world event. There's only one other or two other. Yeah. This scale taking place in the U.S. in the entire year. Yeah. And, and table tennis happens to have their Congress in a world championship. Um, they don't have the World Cup final, uh, which 
you know, again, you know, for those listening, this is the first time in history the Archery World Cup final has ever been held in the United States. And only like the third or fourth time the World Championship's been here. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of neat stuff. But like I said, having the people um, in our U.S. senators' offices and, and the people working with the visa processes and the invitation letters, working with the U.S. OPC, um, it's been uh, it's been great. I mean, you know, having that kind of support. So it's it's a lot of work. But it, you know what? At the end of the day, uh, like you said, we're going to pull off a safe event. Um, you know, we've got a lot of things happening and we're excited for it. So we can't wait Absolutely. for the day. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, that day is coming in, in exactly 14 days is the opening of the World Archery Congress, which is the governing body of World Archery. Now, Congress meets every two years and, and that's where they elect officials and vote on motions to change the rules and um, you know, get the update on where is world archery in the world. And this Congress is going to have a lot to talk about. Besides things like potential rule changes, um, there's, there's a number of uh, top people that we all know who are running for re-election and representing the sport, representing the executive board, representatives from permanent committees like the Target Archery Committee, the technical committee, all those people behind the scenes who make the rules happen, make the events happen in our sport. So while World Archery Congress is not really a public event so much, it is one that's really important. And, um, you know, one of the, the let's, let's face it, you've got the, the very top influencers in the sport of archery. You get to show off the world's largest archery center, don't you, Bruce? Yeah. And we're, you know, we're excited about that. This is, um, definitely going to be an unconventional um, looking Congress, but I, you know, I, I, I say that in a very positive way. Um, not only is it the first time Congress, uh, you know, can meet in, in Yankton, South Dakota, but it's the first time they're going to actually meet in an entire archery facility. You know, normally we go, and I've been to several Congresses just like you have, um, you know, they're in convention centers and, and big motels and that type of thing. And I just think it's really cool that they can actually meet in something of their own. You know, they're actually going to meet where we shot the, the last world indoor championship. Um, exactly. You know, beautiful building. Um, Brittany, of course, is in charge of all the look and feel of the event and the decorations. And I'll say that it's going to be as nice as I've seen and um, going to have some neat little niche things that they're not going to see anywhere else. So I think from that perspective, it's, it's really cool. Absolutely. Are you going to come riding into Congress on a flaming chariot, Bruce? Just kidding. I think, I'm thinking about a buffalo. <laughs> I'm thinking about a buffalo be... Bruce, Bruce the bison. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great idea. Don't give of course, him any right? idea. Yeah, yeah I, I know how dangerous it can be. Well, yeah. you know, we've got Vegas to plan, too. So you, know, it's, yeah. so you, can, test, you can test some of this stuff. Um, so right after Congress, which goes from the 16th till the 18th this month, we've got the Hyundai World Archery Championship. Now, that is the, the big one from the standpoint of logistics. You've got countries uh, from around the world sending their best archers. Uh, obviously, this is organized by World Archery, but the event is uh, always in some amazing locations. It is the most prestigious archery event next to the Olympic Games. And, uh, you know, I think that all the indications are we're going to see one of the larger turnouts for a world championship uh, in the past couple of decades. 
Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be nice. You know, the everything with the Olympics moving and the it's it's all virgin territory from that perspective. But yeah, I mean, we've got you know two beautiful venues that we're gonna use for the championship, and then we have a finals venue that um, you know we've made a a little state like South Dakota and a little town like Yankton. It's gonna look uh, pretty cool. You know, for those uh, that are gonna be able to be here, you know, I think you're gonna see something that's pretty unique and. You know, we've got the whole finale going with it. We've got a, a complete archery fest um, around our finals. That's everything from everything and all things archery, but also food vendors. You know, we've got uh, reenactors. We've got Native American bands and, and we've got the culmination of everything ends up with a big fireworks display, which will be right behind our Mount Rushmore, which is being brought in by our State Department of Tourism that simulates the real Mount Rushmore that we'll be shooting as the backdrop for the finals. So it's going to be, it's going to be cool. Brittany's got her work cut out for her, but um, it's going to be a, a pretty neat thing for everybody to see. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the, one of the cool things about it, of course, you know, Steve Anderson couldn't join us this morning. He's got some things going on, but uh, Steve wanted me to ask about the tractor event because he's really <laughs> excited about that prospect. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Brittany knows all the schedule there. We've got a tractor show or something going on. Yeah, on Friday we have a tractor show. And then following that up on Saturday, we actually have a car show. And both of them, we're going to get a vote for best in show. So if you're going to nice. be there, check them out and, and vote for your favorite one. And hot air balloon rides, or at least tethered yep. ones. Yep. yep. And you can actually get in a hot air balloon, go for a ride, and see all the cars and the tractor and the whole venue and the Missouri River. Right where Lewis and Clark and Sacagawea went down a couple hundred years ago, it's uh, it's got a lot of history behind everything we've got going on. You know, I'm thinking that uh, you could, if you could tether a hot air balloon, you could make one heck of a field archery shot. You'd probably have to put about a fifty percent cut on it, but it could be could be fun to try. Oh yes, absolutely. And yep. in fact, uh, all joking aside, uh, it is a huge public. Uh, event uh, from the standpoint of uh, people coming from all the states around plus South Dakota. And, uh, you know, I know that some people are planning to come from as far away as California just to, to spectate at this event. Um, there's going to be some, uh, you know, let, let's, let, one of the things about having an event of this scale in an area that is, you know, not huge from the standpoint of population is two things. One, you get the benefit of everybody in town is going to be super excited about this. You've got a lot of people turning out to volunteer and, and participate in this world championship. Archery is a Yank, excuse me, Yankton is an archery town. In fact, you might as well rename Yankton archery for the, yeah. for the month. But, uh, but all joking aside, um, you're going to be the biggest event in a long time in the region. You know, you've got Sturgis, of course, the famous bike rally. Sturgis was held safely and without incident uh, earlier in the month of August. And South Dakota is no stranger to putting on big events like that one. Uh, if you look at it from that perspective, this is a smaller event, but no, no doubt this is going to be uh, really well supported by everybody in Yankton. And that's one of the things that really makes events in Yankton special. When archers come to Yankton, they are really treated really well. Yeah, you know, that's a that's a huge point, George. I'm glad you made because, you know, going to these big events, and of course, we all love to go to big cities, but the, the one difference, you know, if, 
when we go to a, a Paris or a Cairo or London or pick one of the big cities, um, of course, they've got the huge worldwide iconic venues, but you know, you're lost in the shuffle. Nobody knows you're there. Nobody knows you're an archer. Um, you come to Yankton and you're exactly right. I mean, everybody embraces that, um, you know, and, and it's just kind of the neat part about it. I think that's what people, you know, that, that have been here before, they really start to realize that they're welcomed here. And that's a big thing. You know, that's, that's no different than what motorcycles and Harley Davidson's, you know, people, I think everybody's heard of Sturgis. I mean, what they probably don't realize is the town of Sturgis, which is a town in South Dakota, has a population that's only a third of Yankton. It's about 5,000 people. And um, they have half a million people there for two weeks. Half a million. Right. That right. almost gets close to, um, I mean, that's a 50% increase in our entire state's population. So, yeah, it's it's really cool. I mean, South Dakota has been very adaptive to things like that. And um you know, it's just the good Midwestern hospitality. So, yeah, we're excited about it. And then, you know, after, as if that weren't enough, the World Archery Championship, which will select new, new or defending champions for recurve and for compound, men's and women's, mixed team and team. You've got the Hyundai World Cup Finals, September 28th through 30. And that event, um, you know, has, it's the culmination of the four stages in in multiple countries and we've got the best eight in each category coming to the world cup final the very best shooters against each other in in, in another spectacular location you're going to have it in the same place as the finals for the world archery championship and uh and that's a made for tv event the world cup final we've got the very best shooters in the world coming to that uh brady ellison mike schlusser uh, Sarah Lopez, Savannah Vanderweer representing the United States, Chris Schaff representing the USA. We're going to see Mackenzie Brown and Casey Coffold there. Jack Williams will be making his debut at a World Cup final. And Lisa Unruh from Germany and, and uh, so many iconic shooters. Uh, Deepika Kumari from India, her husband, Atnu Das, also from India. And, uh, you know, that just by itself normally would be a huge event it's just a part of the show for this unprecedented trifecta that you've got going on bruce yeah exactly it's um you know just adding that to it was kind of a natural i think from world archery standpoint in the in the pandemic year that we're in um having a majority of what we need infrastructure wise in place um makes it awesome so yeah, you know, once again, we're excited about that. I and mean, then it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be something to be seen for sure. So yeah, imagine, imagine the spectacle if Mete Gazots comes up against Jack Williams or Brady Ellison or Maro Nespoli or one of the other great shooters uh, in the men's recurve category. Uh, that is something to really look forward to. Yeah, and you and, know another thing, George, the fact that the a lot of the world championship people. I mean, athletes, coaches, staff, um, whatever, spectators, to be able to have the ability to just say, okay, a day from now, we can stay and watch the World Cup final. That's never happened before. And yes. that's really cool. I mean, you know, hopefully that's something that um, everybody really takes advantage of and they enjoy that. Absolutely. And, you know, Bruce, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's, let's be honest. It's going to be tough to find a room in Yankton during this event. But as you've pointed out many times in the past, you measure distances in South Dakota by time. 
20 minutes away, there are other towns with plenty of hotel space. Oh, yeah. We, in fact, um, you know, I, I told somebody that I did an interview the other day and, you know, what it took me to drive the, the last one I remember, like Mexico City and Mexico City's 25 million people. But from the airport to where I needed to go, it was an hour and 10 minutes. Well, you know what? Uh, in an hour and 10 minutes, <laughs> you can be in a lot of places in South Dakota and Nebraska and Iowa. So, yes, there's lodging available um, within very close distance. So not a big obstacle at all. I remember <clears throat> two hour trips in Shanghai to get from the hotel to the venue. Shanghai oh, yeah. is a great, great place for archery events. Right. Obviously. But but, you know, the infrastructure uh, is is tough to navigate. Wide open roads in South Dakota. You can get long distances in short times. And, uh, you know, it's it's really very practical for a lot of folks to come and actually see this event, come to the finals. And the tickets are not expensive, are they, Brittany? No, they're actually free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I mean, you know, imagine being able to get an autograph from Meta Gadzos and Brady Ellison and Jack Williams. And, you know, you're going to have the ability to get close and see these athletes in action. Um, you can't get that on TV. And, you know, you will have the, the big screens at the venue. You'll have the, the whole show and it's free as Brittany just pointed out. So if you're in anywhere within uh, driving distance of Yankton or flying distance to Sioux Falls or to uh, Omaha, those are very practical ways to get to Yankton and watch this once in a lifetime event. And uh, I know that you, you know, you share my view in that we want those stands as full as we can get them because we want, quite frankly, uh, we want to see some cheering for these archers who were deprived of that at the Tokyo Olympic Games because of the restrictions that were in place there. We will not have those restrictions in Yankton. We will have the ability to have a big crowd there, which will safely be able to attend and enjoy the event. And I think that that's a huge benefit of having it in South Dakota. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, um, we've got the venue set up, you know, we've got to take certain precautions, of course, for the athletes, you know, one thing that's nice, um, and we could spend a whole program on this, and it's not really relevant. However, um, for those that are listening, you know, we have masking requirements for the athletes and people that are in contact with the athletes to keep everybody safe. But, you know, one nice thing about bringing in 800 1000 people from all over the world, most of these people have been traveling. And I don't know the percentage, but most of them have had vaccinations, a big, big, big percentage. And the other thing is they all have to be tested. So, you know, you can't even fly without being tested. So from a safety standpoint, it's not like we're going to take all of our athletes and stick them in the middle of a melting pot of, you know, the potential of spreads and everything else. But we just haven't seen much of that. Our state's been really good with it. Um, you know, we take the precautions we need to, and obviously we want to keep everybody safe. So, but yeah, and, and you know, crowds, it's going to be cool because they can, you know, they can watch on one side of the field. And, um, you know, they can get that atmosphere. I'll never forget watching Brady shoot in the Olympics this year. And I know him well, and I know that not having a crowd really hurt him, I think. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and a lot of athletes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been hearing from a lot of uh, Olympians, not just in archery, uh, that said, you know, it just it didn't feel the same in Tokyo because and, and not to criticize what they did. They did what they had to do. But, you know, it really had a big impact on their performance. And this event is the first event 
of the entire year in the last 18 months, except unless you count, you know, the Vegas indoor, right. that's going to have a crowd and that's going to have cheering and that's going to have applause and that's going to have excitement in the venue. And I think that that makes a big difference for the performance of the athletes. And our job, of course, is to, is to create the atmosphere for those athletes to be able to perform at the highest level. And uh, I'm looking forward to it myself personally, Bruce. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Can't wait to hear your voice announce that Bruce Cole just won the gold medal. Um, that's what go. I'm looking for. For buffalo riding. Yeah, for buffalo riding. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. I know you guys have got a ton of work to do. Uh, and and just if there is anything to keep, to consider in all of this, uh, it is that just like you did in April with the Vegas shoot, the things that Bruce and Brittany are doing are what is keeping our sport moving forward in these tough times. And I just want to extend my appreciation and thanks to Brittany and to Bruce and to everybody behind the scenes at the NFAA Foundation, at the Easton Archery Center in Yankton, and at uh, the city of Yankton for, and, and you know, the state of South Dakota, Governor Nome, everybody who's been involved in making this event happen. Uh, is owed our gratitude. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, George, for all you do, too. We're excited and we can't wait to see everybody. 